to Burn Build Made. I am no longer counting the episodes because, uh, because, <laughs> well, we got a little mi- mixed up there and some were released out of order and, uh, it's kind of like counting your age, you know, you fully mature when you finally stop counting your age. <laughs> uh, I think the audience is going to be thrown off by the change of introduction. Well, the real issue here was that the, uh, all the episodes had been labeled season one, but I don't plan on taking a break. <laughs> Uh, so, so it's just perpetual. So season one would last forever, and it's annoying to keep track of. Gotcha. Um, so this is Burn Built Made um, Infinity episode. I mean, we're, we're somewhere between 10 and 12, I think. Yeah, um, that sounds about right. And uh, joining us today, possibly not part of the conversation, but lurking in the background, we have the infamous Devony. <laughs> Let's see if I feel the need to say anything. <laughs> um... <laughs> And this week, we're been talking... a heck of a week. But what makes what? you say that, Jeremy? Oh, I don't know. Uh, it's just been busy. Seems mm. like seems like the weeks fly by, you know, but... Uh, they sure do, especially when I forget to release episodes or don't spend the time to... To edit them. To edit them. Our listeners are probably sitting at home eagerly awaiting the next one, so not to make you feel rushed or anything, but anyways... <laughs> I'm sure they're all so anxious... Wow. <laughs> we don't need any of that in our lives here. No. <clears throat> we don't. So what are we going to be discussing this week? Well, I was thinking maybe a little cement. Yeah, okay. we both have some cement in our lives. I've got a possible upcoming floor project. Yep. And you've got the old cement and chain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think she got it. But That's okay. I wasn't listening. So moving along. <laughs> Ouch, Patrick! That's not very nice. Oh, now you, now you heard. It. Okay, you're gonna have to bleep that right out. Yep. Why? We don't use foul language. Yeah, I'm sorry. I called you the old cement and chain on the Burnville podcast. Wow, I think I'm just gonna go out. <laughs> speaking of which, speaking of foul language, I just want to say to any naysayers of the podcast, you can only become a naysayer by first becoming a listener. Uh huh. So for that. We thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Um, uh-huh. I guess that's not true. You could also not listen and just still be a naysayer, but yeah, but then you're just silly. Then you're a poser too. Yeah, right, right. Jeez. You can't knock it till you try it. You know, that's right. And the fact that you tried it at all, you know, means a lot to us. Right, like it means a lot to uh, Smirnoff Ice that someone tries it in the first place. You know, <laughs> they never go back. But, uh, but high school. Uh, that was high school. <laughs> yep, didn't yeah. go back. So, getting back to the um, to the aggregate of our conversation, you're considering a cement floor install. There have been some naysayers of that also. Yeah, so those of you who follow my Instagram stories, you may have caught wind of the root cellar conversion that has begun, and uh, I've been considering a cement floor in there because cement is hardy in the damp. Uh, in the dampness, and I, I think that an underground structure built up to two or three hundred years ago is not ever going to completely dry. Probably without wise. A, a complete rebuild. So yeah, I've been considering a cement floor, and uh, I think it would end up being two slabs, um, and I might do a wooden insert so that you could access space between the slabs to run pipes for whatever purpose. Yep. Be it electrical or a vent, perhaps, an air vent. Mm-hmm. Could that catch water also? That would be the idea, yes. Okay, because you were talking about a gutter around the outside, but that's difficult to pour. Well, the gutter around the outside would end up just being um, where the 2x8 
two by six is removed from. You pour the slab. Isn't you, it a you remove around, the two though? by six around the edge. Good? So it'd be it'd be a frame. You pour within the frame, then you remove the frame, and you end up with a gutter. Gotcha. But how do you make a two by a four by four into a round shape? Come again? Why? Isn't the inside of that room round? Nope. The inside of the room is rectangular. Really? It is about eight by twelve rectangular. I didn't know that. Maybe eight by ten. I might be exaggerating. Hmm. Um, Son of a gun. Yep. I thought it was round. Well, you would think that any corbelled vault might be round, like an igloo would be constructed. Right. Right. Uh, and this is a, a corbelled vault in which stones are stacked in ever-closing circles until mm-hmm. until some large slabs are placed across the top. So the top is kind of round, but the inside isn't. I mean, the, the whole thing is kind of a mound. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But it's funny because you wouldn't, you wouldn't even expect the orientation of it. From the outside, yeah, it looks like a big bump in the landscape. But when you go in... So when you go... When you walk down... The entrance is the long side perpendicular to you, or is it length? You're looking toward the back. So yes, yes. The tunnel, the entrance tunnel, is parallel to the length of the room. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <clears throat> uh, it's not a big room. So, so in that case, the gutter out of right out of four by fours is no big deal. That's easy to make. Right. But then it seems like I don't know. I just feel like that would have to go to some like a. Almost like a dry well, that so that that had a little pump in the bottom of it, so you could pump the water out. That's where things get a little fishy, right? And when I say a little fishy, I'm thinking maybe a fish tank pump. <laughs> oh yeah, that would work. Uh, because in removing some of the floor, the dirt, the the soil that was covering the floor, mm-hmm. uh, I hit limestone, um, and so there's no way to build a sump pump insert. Is the line, limestone no sloped at all? Or it is. Or is it pretty flat? It is sloped. So if you took, if on the highest part of the limestone, you only did two inches of concrete, and you had the concrete flat going over to the other side, it seems like you could cut a five-gallon bucket into like one-third and set that on the limestone in the deepest part, make your gutters go to that, mm-hmm. and have a little tiny pump down in the middle of it. Am I right? I think you, you're right. But I also don't think it gets wet enough to... Oh, to even need it? To justify it. Oh, well, what the heck? That's perfect. So there's not enough water to need a pump, which is ideal. Of course, if I was you, I'd keep an open mind on that until about two months from now when it's springtime. (laughs) That's a good point. That's a good point. We'll see. We'll see how much water there really is. Yeah. Um, uh, I'd hope to prevent uh, additional water from entering through the ceiling um, by covering the entire surface of the the ground surface uh, that is the ceiling and roof uh, with tar paper before adding extra dirt. Oh, uh, over the top. To, as a sort of in-ground shingle system. Right. Mm-hmm. To allow runoff to be more effective. Yep. Yeah, I just I guess I just wonder about groundwater, but you'll find out. That's true. Find out. And I, I'm hoping to... Um, actually, uh, my parents have in one of their utility room um these little dry bags they're dehumidifying bags and they do a heck of a job mm-hmm. um damp filling rid. up yeah damp rid yeah. it's amazing isn't it how those things work well I, mean, I don't know how they work just the fact that there's that much moisture in the air yeah uh to fill a little one gallon bag i'm hoping to have a couple hidden pockets in the wall with a couple damp rid bags that just hang there and can be replaced when so when necessary. you say in the wall are you going to frame the walls out mm-hmm 
Oh, really? Yeah, the walls that are there, someone did a really shoddy patch job with cement, with white cement. Ugh. Um, who knows when, in recent enough history to be using kind of light gray cement. Hmm. And so I don't see that being salvaged in a way that, right. that like, aesthetically... I'm not going to go chip away the cement in this no, no, no. in this uh, root cellar. It doesn't make sense. It'd be very dangerous. Then yeah. you might be like, Big John. <laughs> Big John. Big Bad John. Anyway. Uh, the only, the only line I know from that song is the end one where they say, you know, <laughs> at the bottom of that mine lies one hell of a man. Big John. You know, it's really hard to find that version these days. If yeah. you go look up Big John, right? You'll find a big, big man. And like there was a time on the radio when we couldn't say a hell of a man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fact that now, to be historically accurate, they don't say it is a little bit sad. Well, but I can rustle up that version for you if you want the OG Big John, <laughs> the PG version. Yeah, for, yeah. For those of you who aren't in the know, this song is about supposedly the mind collapses and Big John holds it up. For the other people to get out. Everyone has heard that song. We're explaining this like people don't know. You think so? I think. I mean, everybody who's anybody. Depends on what generation you're from. It's funny. I I work with with people who were born in 97, 98. Mm -hmm. It's getting to be weird. You know? Really? Like, oh man, we're working as colleagues. But like, you weren't alive in the 1900s. Almost, you know? For sure. But I mean, we weren't alive when that song came out. That's very true. That's true, but it was from our century. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Okay. <laughs> In any case. I don't know. How do we get off on these tangents? That was definitely my fault. We went we from... start singing Big John. We went from the root cellar, possibly caving in, to... Right. Big Bad John in the mines. So, in any event, you're going to frame the inside of this thing with treated lumber, must be. I got uh, you. Yeah, I'm going to try to frame out the rest and, and, uh, and finish it nicely. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, have a party in there. Yeah, I really want to kind of Disney it out. Like, I want you to feel like you're not where you think you are. Like, like uh, I want to make it feel like you're in a, a different land than you just yep. came from walking yeah. in. Right, so you, like, open the little door and it's, like, yeah, Narnia or something. Narnia, exactly. I don't even know what that is. Maybe with fewer uh, uh, Jesus lions. I, lions scare me. Um See, I don't know anything about Narnia. I've and just heard that before. That goat man. No one likes a goat man. <laughs> oh, God. This does not sound enjoyable. <laughs> and the ice queen. Anyway. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to uh, possibly pouring a couple concrete slabs in the floor there uh, once it's warm enough to do that. And I'm hoping to acid stain them um, or acid wash them. Acid, acid stain wash them, them yeah. Uh, with some kind of a, like a coppery red organic looking... Mm-hmm. Uh, stain. Cool. Yep. It's a good project. How about you? Any concrete in your life? Yeah, we're toying with the... Uh, well, we're not toying anymore. Now we're $700 in the hole to try it out. But um, we're going give to a, give a try to the concrete countertop phenomenon. And this is a specific company? Well, just a, you know, a company online that caters to DIY people. I don't, I don't remember the name of them, honestly. But yeah, I don't know. They seem like they have it down pat pretty good and what does that seven hundred dollars get you? you uh, these are these are concrete countertops uh, for your new house, right? For the house, depending on how well they come out, depends on where we will put them. They don't have a kit, which is a silly 
silly thing to me, but your basic package, you got to have the forms, you got to have the um, whatever edge profile you want. You got to have a few like tool accessories for mixing the stuff and finishing the stuff. Um, the mix, well, the, it's not even a mix. They don't sell the mix. They sell an additive for locally available. So this is like your hamburger mix. helper. Yeah, pretty much. And then you add quickcrete to it. Right. You add some special quickcrete that's supposedly available at Lowe's or Home Depot, okay. your local home improvement warehouse. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's a kind of, oh, and then there's the dye. So these people are an advocate of water-based concrete stain instead of acid, which supposedly the acid is harmful but or something. The, so it's not a dye. This isn't, this isn't going into the mix. No, this What's is not going into the mix. This goes on the top after the mix is dry. They say like four days or something, and then you can apply this stain, this water-based stain to the top. And then you hit it with some kind of sealer. Liking, and then you, oh, the sealer was included in that oh, nice. kit, air quotes kit. Right. So anyways, it's going to be a good project. I appreciate that you're willing to go at it with me. Roll of the course. dice. I've got, uh, you know, I'm standing on the shoulders of giants. Um as uh, Obey the Grain was talking about a few weeks ago. Uh, really, I'm standing on the shoulders of uh, Ben Ueda and Mike Montgomery, uh, as well as the entirety of YouTube, who uh, Concrete Countertops maybe were a novelty about six or seven years ago, but there's enough DIY tutorials out there now that right. I think we should be able to give it a run for its uh, Jeremy's money. <laughs> <laughs> I can appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, we can at least try like heck, and if it doesn't work, then... Yeah. We're going to make a bunch of fancy stepping stones if it doesn't work on Yeah, that. because otherwise that money is just wasted. But, you know, sometimes you got to try things, and if it doesn't work, you just chalk it up to a mistake. That's the way it goes. I think it would be... Um, I think it's going to work, A. Too. And B, I think uh, you're going to get a lot more use out of those those individual parts than you think that you can. Like, it's not just for these three countertops. Right, um, right. So, Jeremy's looking at bathroom, the, the vanity, right? Yeah, both two bathrooms, laundry room, kitchen, well, and then possibly another bathroom, the one upstairs if we ever put right. one in. And the in kitchen is not just the countertop, but... Uh, island. Four by ten? Four by, yeah, ten or eleven foot, foot island. island. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's several applications. If this goes well, there's several applications in the house oh, yeah. where we can use these things. And then you know what? A year from now, or maybe even late this summer, we could do an outdoor grill. Oh yeah, uh, kitchen. I hadn't even thought about that, but that's but like reuse all the parts, right? You know, and at that point, maybe use uh, a more affordable cement solution. Although right. if that's the cheap part, then you are yeah, the, the cement is the parts. cheapest. Is the really the cheapest part of the whole yeah. thing? So maybe that doesn't matter, but that would be sweet. Yeah, it would. You know what I've been wanting to try ever since I saw some Pinterest uh, posts about it are these faux live edge wood slab concrete outdoor tables. So it's so cool. It's a it's a, a concrete or yeah concrete tabletop, and then uh, you take these specialized rollers that have a pattern in them, and you smear them down the the concrete countertop, and they create a grain pattern in it. And man, these things are so convincing. They yeah. could be a three-inch thick giant slab of wood, um, but they're concrete, so they last. Yeah, <laughs> that's the 
I guess, the goal. But that is pretty cool. I've seen that also. So uh, there's a lot of things you can do with it. Concrete's not just for garage floors anymore. No. You know? No, this, the guy that I mentioned earlier, uh, Ben Ueda, he, I, th- I believe he poured a couple chairs. He built huh? he built some molds out of melamine. That's neat. Yeah, you can go a lot of places with it. Um, I wish I could remember his name. This is embarrassing. But this guy that I follow uh, did a coffee table out of cement. It, it was an L shape. One, the, the short part of the L was one of the legs at the table. And then the long part of the L was the whole top of the table. Uh, and then he put a metal leg on the other end. So it was like a waterfall table yep. out of cement. But then he broke a hole in it and had rebar exposed oh, on the neat. corner edge. It was so cool. Yeah. And uh, his account is... Stave and Horn. It's Derek Ons. And that's Stave and Horn with underscores. Yeah. <laughs> Add that right in afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do a lot with it. Cool. Well, we got a project ahead of us, no doubt. Maybe you can incorporate some concrete countertop in the uh, root cellar. You never know. You never know. You get some practice screeding Yeah. floor. Yeah, and screeding down in a hole like that is not fun, let me tell you. No, that's kind of part of the reason I want to go with two smaller slabs than one giant slab. Definitely. Because there's nowhere to walk around the edges. Right. Yeah, that's going to be a pain. Yeah. Do it one at a Alternately, maybe just a wood floor. Not sure. Yeah, but concrete would be so much easier. If you could figure out the screeding thing, right? But that way, concrete would be so much easier. Hey, maybe that's the application for the fake wood grain. Yeah, then you don't really have to smooth it. You could do, I'm doing air quotes, you could do boards, and you wouldn't have to smooth it all the way. You'd still want it to be smooth, though, so you could, like, sweep stuff. Yeah, the rough board. Maybe you could just do the stain in the pattern? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. see. I don't really know anything about this. Either. It's pretty, the staining process. Back to you, too. Yeah. Back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. We could figure it out. Guarantee um, you. What roles has concrete played in your life up till now? Aside from the slab your house sits on. Um, the house is on a slab. The front porch is stamped concrete, which I did not do. I hired someone to do. It looks pretty nice. It was pretty expensive. And um, there's a relief line that's a little odd. Duh, that's too bad. But it is what it is. You have to go back with some grout and, yeah. and fill that in, right? I was thinking maybe after a couple of years, once the thing is settled, yeah, as much as it's going to settle, then we put something in there. A lot of people, the, the tile guy in our walk-in shower, mm-hmm. on a couple places where there's where the concrete is not a solid piece, like where there's a saw cut in it or where the slope shower part is, he does what he calls us is a soft joint, and he puts silicone instead of grout between the tiles, mm-hmm. and then he dusts the, the wet silicone, silicone with grout dust from the angle grinder, and it makes <laughs> it look just like grout, okay. only it has a little bit of flex to it. That could be a very useful application. That's, yeah. I mean, that's just like taking wood glue and mixing, you yeah, know, sawdust, sawdust into it. it. Definitely, you want to fill those holes and make it look real. Yep. Huh. So that's, anyway, that's what I'm picturing doing to the porch. Right. The porch is stamped concrete so that it looks like stones, but then the relief line that is cut so that it doesn't crack funny, if it ever cracks, uh, the relief line is perfectly straight. Yeah, it looks kind of out of place, really. Which, right, it should have followed the edges of some stones, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know how you would even do that, though. So to make that look a little more realistic and blend in... That's interesting. Silicone and dusted with... Some are dusted with something out right. there. I don't know what it would be, but... Yeah, so there's that. Um, 
Dad and I rented a cement mixer and mixed up cement for two pads for the air conditioners to sit on. So that was pretty easy. You know, cement is a, it's pretty easy to work with, really. As long as you are good about mixing it all up, keeping it a little bit thin, a little bit more watery. Because yeah, it'll it dry. Well, the more water, the less strong it is in the end. Oh, okay. The stiffer you can mix it in the beginning, the stronger okay. you get it in the end. So, uh, does that mean that when you do posts and you buy that pour-in water cement, it's like, oh, you know, put this in the bottom of your post hole and then just hose it? Does that mean it's weak? I know, I've you never seen that. This? It's no. like uh, it's like uh, it's like making a cookie recipe or something. Like you put the the flour in and then you just add milk, or whatever. Uh, huh. So. Yeah, definitely not that strong. They make a quick creep, yeah, and it's for the bottom of your post holes, um, and I've used that a couple times in the past. One is just for, uh, like I was putting up a post to hang a hose on, mm-hmm. and I thought that was a good application, and, and it, I mean, it's still there. Oh, yeah, for but sure. it also has no pressure or, you know, right. it's no, not no, getting any yeah, leverage. Yeah, <clears throat> to make it the strongest, you definitely have to mix it in a wheelbarrow or a bucket to as stiff as you can get it and still get it mixed, gotcha. and then dump it out, but there's places where it matters and places where it doesn't for sure right i'm thinking back a ways so maybe three no yeah maybe three years ago i did some kind of scrappy concrete countertops out of quickrete for um, a secondary countertop in my apartment kitchen uh, which granted a little bit overboard Um, i did it in two sections because i couldn't lift the entire thing alone and it's two inch thick uh, maybe 20 inches deep, maybe 40 inches wide each section. And I use it every day. You know, it's a countertop, but it's not smooth. They'll make great stepping stones someday. Um, so which surf, which side is the side that you use? Now see. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just curious. I wasn't. I think when people make coffee tables and things, they use the bottom mm-hmm. as, the, as the top surface. The bottom of the form. Right. Because it's going to be smooth. And that's when you can put a silicone bead in the corners and you get a nice round over right. and uh, and some melamine so that it's smooth. But I did not do that. I tried to screed the top and it came out kind of chunky. Okay, so you did you screeded the top. Yeah, I don't know. I don't the idea of turning it over at first seems good and then you and then I start to think about air bubbles. Right. And concrete always the form side of the concrete always has air bubbles, so I don't know. I guess besides the sawzall trick that you mentioned, I don't know how people get away from that. Yeah, aside from shaking it a lot, I think um, I think I would end up doing a skin coat over to cover. I don't know what else. Yeah, just to fill in those gaps and then somehow polish it off. Yeah, that's true. I've seen some people that have done concrete stuff and then they grind it really down until they get into the aggregate, like the the real coarse the coarse stones. It looks really neat. Hmm. And then they seal it, you know, and it's got all kinds of different oh, no colors. Kidding. That sounds time I mean, intensive. And it's definitely very dusty. Yeah, very dusty. Yeah. Um, Looks cool though. I've always thought like if I want to keep my kind of crappy cement countertops or concrete countertops as countertops, I might take the angle grinder to them with uh, with a flap disc and just see how disc. far it'll go. Yeah. See what happens. Well, maybe you, yeah. You need like a really big flap disc. Yeah. On a polisher, you know, six inch polisher or something. Hmm. Was your first experience with concrete, personally, uh, did it involve an anchor? <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. When we yeah. poured that triangular anchor, which is down on the dock right now, yeah. still to this day. That had to be when you were about God's sakes, I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 
I don't even remember. What were we putting pouring concrete for? Do you know? Was that just leftover? That you yeah, made yeah, the, the yeah. Anchor? It was leftover material from something else. So we had uh, we had a small raft at my grandmother's about 20 years ago or so. I remember Jeremy and his dad poured this. It's probably 20 inch on each side, maybe. What the square? The big square anchor? No, no, no. The, just the triangle. Oh, the triangle. Yeah, probably maybe yeah. three inches thick and 20 inch sides, equilateral triangle with with a piece of uh, PVC. In the middle. In the middle to run a rope through. Yeah. And then maybe some pennies. I yeah. Yeah, stuck in it. I remember, I remember that had a couple pennies. Couple and that sat down rocks. on the bottom of, of the lake here, Lake George. For years. Yeah. Years and years. It's a little crumbly now, but it's still Yeah, that's funny. That was a long time ago. I wish I could remember what we were doing that we had extra cement. You know what? You know what? I think you could either turn that into a side table. All for the house, yeah. Or, well, it'd be kind of an ugly side table. Mm-hmm. But if you do a large slab for your propane tank, you could lay that in the top and then cover it with uh, epoxy. Yeah, nostalgic for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, many, many memories. Yep, so not too much concrete experience for you, but... Let me tell you, Patrick, if you're nice to me, I'll let you mix some concrete for these countertops. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm happy to do a little grunt work in exchange for playing with these interesting edge molds that you get with your countertop. Yeah. They are faux stone. Faux? Aesthetic. Cracked? What do you say? Fractured? Fractured stone? Chiseled stone? Something like that. So as if you had a giant slab and just snapped it right along the edge. Yeah. that will be cool. Be neat. Yep. I think a little experience is all the payment I need in this case. In this case. <laughs> well, you know, graphic design, people offer experience. Oh, this will look great in your portfolio. Do it for your portfolio. Right, right. Like, yeah, I pay my rent with my portfolio. <laughs> Thanks very uh, much. Thanks very much. I think we should wrap this up. Yeah, it's getting a little late. We're, We're closing in late on tonight. 10 p.m. here on 02022020. We should be talking about something more, I don't know. Profound. Profound, yes. Profound is what I was looking for. Yeah, February 2nd, 2020. This this year comes once in a lifetime. Most years do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right. I'm getting tired. Uh, Let's wrap this up. Well, uh, Um, thank you to our longtime listeners. Yeah, uh, thanks, uh, Michael, uh, Jason, Justin, uh, you know, all you, all you amazing people giving us support. And I, I love getting messages that say that you're because, uh, we're not just out here doing this for our health. Well, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. But I also always think, well, if no one listens, at least we can look back 20 years and see where we were. It's true. You know, a little audio journaling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and as soon as you start your own podcast and get 10 to 12 episodes in, feel free to make fun of us or let us at least let us know. And then we'll listen to yours yeah actually and heckle you also that's that's a good point mm-hmm. all right audio provided by ample tunes voices provided by the great jeremy cart and freeburn rock on till next time good deal thanks for listening at the bottom of that mine lies one hell of a man big john